What's up, y'all? It's your man, Ernest. You love Ernest. Same guy, different name. Back again with another episode of the Let's Talk About It podcast. <clears throat> Just to, you know, a big disclaimer, it's going to be a lot of topics to talk about in this episode. So I'm not sure how long it's going to be. Maybe you like the longer episodes. Maybe you don't. I simply just going to keep talking until I feel like I don't want to talk anymore. Uh, but this is, well, at least one of the topics, this first topic that I'm about to discuss. Um, it's a carryover from last week, what I wanted to talk about last week, but tech issues was messing that up. So here it goes. You know, the different types of album reviews. That was supposed to be a topic I carried on from last week's episode. Last week's episode was a short one because of the tech issues, like I said. You know, I have no control over that at the end of the day. <clears throat> I got <clears throat> I got to clear my throat, but then I got shit to do, so I can't just continuously keep recording uh, segments, especially long segments, you know, over and over again. So, that's that. But the different types of album reviews, uh, basically where this started and why I'm and why I'm discussing this, um, because it is relative to a previous episode I, I did before when I talked about how uh, one-time album reviews are they ruining hip hop? Um, that was a, I guess, a discussion or some type of question people had, and. Not last week, but the week before that, when I wanted to talk about when I, I mean, yeah, not last week, but the week before that, um, I guess that question came back into play, but it was, it was basically lumped into the aspect of the different types of album reviews that us album reviewers do. Now you have people who go for album reviews and they just want to and they just talk about the lyrical content the the metaphors and you know all that stuff that are in at uh, that are on an album or a project a music project right you have those type of reviewers you also have the type of reviewers who will just say uh they'll look basically listen to an album or project, whatever it may be, for the production value. If the production value is pleasant to them, then they like the album. If the production value wasn't pleasant to them, then they don't like the album, right? There's people who do a mixture of both. That's kind of what I do, where it's like, okay, I like the lyrics, I like the production, you know, I like the music in general, um, content-wise, so it's a good album. Or, you know... Yeah, the lyrics are okay or good, but the production's whacking the content, you know, although the lyrics were fine, the content was kind of trash, or the content was good, but everything else was kind of trash, you know, then I don't like the album. Um, and then there are those who go based off, I guess, a vibe, right? They check albums or just um, projects, music projects that have a specific vibe to it. <clears throat> And if they can relate to said vibe, then I guess they, that's when they decide whether they like an album or not. I'm here to say it really doesn't matter what type of album reviews you do, as long as you're genuine with your thoughts about said review, or you just, you know, you're not regurgitating, 
God damn, what's wrong with my throat? Alright? <clears throat> I had to drink it some water real quick. But, um, as long as you're genuine with said review, and you're not regurgitating what other people said. That's my problem with... <clears throat> people who have a beef with me over my album reviews and my project music project reviews is that they feel as though that it, it one should be one way it should be one specific way so if the people that they pay attention to review music a certain way that everybody has to review music that certain way and then when they see that I don't review music that way then I'm doing it wrong or I'm the problem within music reviewers. And I'm not saying I my way is the right way. I, I, I just said uh, the best way to do it is just to be genuine with your thoughts. So it don't matter if I named any of the various types uh, that I just named. As long as you're being genuine with how you truly feel about the music on said music project, album, EP, LP, whatever mid-state, uh, then that is the right way to do it. The wrong way to do it is basically listening to what everybody else is saying and not checking out that project for yourself and then sharing your quote, thought your thoughts, you know what I'm saying? When it's really not really your thoughts, it's really just the regurgitated thoughts of five collective people who may or may have not been regurgitating somebody else's thoughts, you know? So, that's the only wrong way of doing it. But people ha obviously have a problem with my reviews because it's out of the norm. I've always been an out of the norm type of motherfucker anyways. So, I'm used to people not liking or having an issue with just everything that I do, say, whatever. Because it's, quote, out of the norm. That's what it is. That's just me. Um, but... You know, as far as a correct form of reviewing albums, like I said, I don't know how many times I can say this. As long as you're actually being true within your album review, then so be it. That's that's the correct way. I don't care if you're if you're more of a production based type of listener and you listen to these albums solely for the production. Um, I don't care if you're a lyrics-based type of individual and you listen to these projects solely for the lyrics. I don't care if you're a content-based type of individual where you listen to projects solely based on the content. And if the content is up to your liking, then that's how you decide whether you like an album or not. I don't care as long as you're being honest in any way you're listening to said review. And that's basically, uh, well, not said review, but said album. And that's basically with anything, really. Don't listen to my podcast or anybody else's podcast and say you like it or dislike it because you see the masses say so. If you have feelings, whatever those feelings may be, about whatever, my podcast and one else's podcast... Say what's truly in your mind. Say what you truly feel. And that's all there's to it. Everybody else that want to get mad at me because of the way, not only because of the way that I review albums, but because of how I review albums. 
those are the same folks who tend to just want to see what the masses are saying, who tend to be followers, basically. And you know how followers are when they see people who are comfortable, brave enough to not be a follower, instead of looking at that person and saying, I admire your, uh, your bravery, <laughs> you know, even though I don't think, to me, it's, it's everyday living, it's nothing heroic to, to walk the beat of your own drum, but to some people it is, you know, so I can't really dictate what isn't or isn't heroic to other people, I can only dictate what isn't and what is and isn't heroic to myself, so no, me not, me being an individual and walking to the beat of my own drum or marching to the beat of my own drum, whatever that saying is, it's not heroic to me, but some people have said they thought that's something heroic or something admirable, so instead of those followers saying that though, they'd rather they rather uh, insult you for it or say you're doing it wrong because this, that, and the third. Well, if I'm doing it wrong and I'm still getting paid for it, yeah, I'd rather still get paid for doing it wrong, right, than doing it the way you're, you want me to do it and having those other motherfuckers get paid because they're the originator of said style. I mean, if you want to check out my album reviews, people, if you're just, if you just subscribe to this uh, podcast, you don't subscribe to my, the, my two cents podcast, wherever you listen to this podcast, go to my followers list. And that's one of the two podcasts that I'm following. So can't get any easier than that. That's number one. Number two, um, I think I'm pretty much done talking about this topic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, Anybody out there on a serious note, don't let followers tell you, and this isn't just for people who review music, this is for anything, really. Don't let followers tell you how you should move. Don't let followers tell you how you should operate, how you should think, how you should feel. The dumbest thing ever is to let a bunch of people who are afraid or don't have the mental uh, the the mental capacity for some reason to make up their own mind because it's really that simple. Now I'm not saying I, reviewing projects is simple or whatever, but it does start with your mind. It does start with your thoughts and how you feel. And to me, there's nothing easier than detailing what is on your mind now that is hard and easy that can be the hardest thing and the easiest thing it's probably for another topic for another time but it it all starts with you at the end of the day so don't let those motherfuckers tell you otherwise all right on to the next topic Alright, so we back with another topic, this Kareem Hunt situation. Uh, let me just tell you that if I am if I sound miseducated, it's because I was listening to the Lauren Hill album. No, I'm just joking. If I you know, if I'm missing a few things, I'm not gonna front like I li- care about the NFL or pay attention to shit. 
NFL related, like I said, since the whole cap situation and uh, and the just the NFL being a shady, trash ass organization in general prior to even cap kneeling situation. That's what I thought. Um, yeah, I just didn't want to fuck with the NFL. Sad because I think football is a it's a beautiful sport. You know what I'm saying? I think it takes a lot of, you know, wit and strength to play that game. And, you know, I'm all about using your mind and your athleticism. But that's neither here nor there. This ain't the Let's Praise Football podcast. This is Let's Talk About. Let's talk about my thoughts. So, um, if you don't know, Kareem Hunt is a football player who finds himself in a in a, in, in, in the hot seat or in a fucked up situation because there's video footage of him putting hands on this white woman that, I mean, what else is to say after that, right? He <laughs> put hands on a white woman. Uh, just put hands on a woman, period. I know people going to be like, why you got to put right into it? Why you got to put right into it? Because I did, bitch. What you going to do about it? Anyways, um, he's he's putting hands on this white woman. He's clearly the aggressor. Well, he's, he's, he's aggressive in that situation. I won't even go as far as to say that he was the first, aggre- <coughs> first aggressor. Now, was he wrong dead wrong in that let me take a sip of water before i give you my answer absolutely man is wrong for his actions and i am not going to sit here and say well how come they 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 knew this since february and they decided to do something about it now because the video surfaced and the NFL has been doing this for years. So let's not act surprised when the NFL knows of something or the team, whatever team this the, these uh, football players play for, know of something before the masses know. And they do nothing about it because their thing is, well, let's keep this under wraps instead of, well, let's, uh, let's, let's get ahead of it before... TMZ or any other uh, gossip site exposes it to the world or to the nation. Um, And let's punish the player accordingly. Let's handle this situation accordingly, right? They don't do that. They sit on it and they try to, you know, get behind it. And again, the NFL still hasn't learned from their mistakes, obviously, because they should have known from the Ray Rice situation. They should have known from many other situations of domestic uh, uh, abuse or just assault in general from their athletes that you cannot get these, you can't, you're not going to get behind these uh, situations. You're not going to keep them under wraps. It's going to come out. It's going to put a damper on the organization. It's going to put a damper on the team. And yes, of course, it's going to put a damper on that athlete. You're not going to get behind it, so you might as well be honest about it. And whatever criticism you get because of it, well, that comes with the territory. Because that's what happens when you are a grown-ass man and you beat women or you hit a woman. You're going to get critiqued. You're going to get criticized. You're going to get hated. It's That's what it is. 
Kareem Hunt in that situation, much like a lot of men in who found themselves in a situation to where in a heated situation with a woman to where they got physical with that woman should have been smarter. It should have been a situation where, you know, in, in any man, I don't care if you've hit a woman or not, us men need to be smarter in situations like that. Now, people are going to say things like, well, the woman was the aggressor. From the video I saw, she did run up on his face. She had her body, uh, you know, in that, come on, let's square up type of, you know, uh, uh, you know, motion, whatever stance. <laughs> That's what it is. Um, but at the same time, a woman walks up on me like that. I'm just going to be like you bugging and I'm walking away. If she's even trying to hit me, I'm going to keep walking away or at least block the shots or I'm gonna say to another woman hey you see this chick or you know whatever like I'm not going to at this point in my life make that same mistake now granted it was a dumb decision it was a mistake by Kareem Hunt but at the same time I'm not gonna sit here and and say he should still keep his job because that whole organization and the NFL, once again, should need to take an L for it, though. It just sucks. My issue is is that whenever these situations happen, it's always the athlete. And I'm not surprised by it, but it's always the athlete that takes the worst of the hit rather than the team that knew about it and tried to keep it under wraps. Or the organization... As of uh, 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 as a whole, being the NFL, who knew about it and still tried to keep it under wraps because, once again, they they think they can get away with it when they've been taking multiple L's of this nature, which makes no sense. You'd think they'd learn, but they haven't. And that's all I got to say about that situation, really. Uh, everybody do better. You know, I hope the victim, yes, she was the aggressor in that piece of shit, uh, you know, situation. Um, and, and let me say that before I leave, let me just say to women out there, uh, like these, this, this trash ass bitch who was trying to fight Kareem Hunt because she knew that whatever the situation was going to be, if Kareem hit her, it was over, right? She knew that Kareem's dumbass fell for the bait. So, it don't matter if she got a fucking broken jaw or bruise, whatever. The fact of the matter is, she 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 won that situation. Uh, well, won in the sense of uh, she's probably definitely going to get some money out of it. If she already hasn't gotten some money settlement out of it. Uh, but won in the sense of society isn't going to look at her and say... Well, you shouldn't have done that, but I am. Now, I am not excuse. Once again, I am not excusing Kareem, Kareem, Kareem's. It's morning time. I'm not, you know how it is, but I'm not excusing Kareem's behavior at all. No, he is 100% wrong, but that bitch is 100% wrong as well. And how can two people be 100% wrong? And that's 200%. Well, this is a 200% type of situation. Then. She's wrong for 
I don't care if it's true or not that she called him a nigger or whatever. Uh, she's wrong for that. Not only wrong for that, but wrong for stepping up to him and trying to fight him because she knew that if Kareem slapped the shit out of him, even if he shoved her as as something as a light shove, like get out of my face type of shove. The times that we're in now, people are going to say Kareem shouldn't have done that. People are going to not try to offer any solutions to Kareem Hunt. Or they're going to say shit like, don't fuck with them white women. Well, this is why you don't fuck with white women. Now, as much as I'm probably going to take that advice, (laughs) I personally would like to have everyone to have their own advice. That's number one. Um, Because I would take that advice, but I wouldn't say that's fair for everybody. People should choose who they want to be with. That's that's that. Um, but just be careful with the type of women and men that you deal with, period. You know, um, if you're looking for these one night floozies. Yeah, that's right. I said one night floozies and you you find yourself in a situation that it doesn't feel right. You should always go based off vibes. And I know it sounds corny as fuck, but you should always go based off vi- based off vibes. If, so, if it looks like someone is tripping, you know, get the fuck out, you know, because some shit, if the longer you stay, the more you put yourself at risk of, of you being drawn into the shit that is about to go down that night or that day because you're still around that motherfucker. I've got myself out of plenty of situations because I was like, you know what, I feel like something is... You know, the, the hairs of my neck are standing up. They ain't, something ain't good. So, I got the fuck out of there. And then come to find out people that I know that was there at the situation or somewhere on social media that, yo, this happened at this event. You know, and my spidey senses was tingling, so it told me to get the fuck out. All I'm saying is, watch the people. If you're going to be an extrovert, Watch the people that you're around. Watch the situations. Be mindful of everything. And don't be an idiot like Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt probably, and I'm saying probably because I don't know for sure, probably fucked up his entire career because he wanted to be the tough guy. He wanted to be, I'm not going to allow this white bitch to step up to me like that. I don't give a fuck who the uh, the skin color of the woman is, white, black, or not. Yeah, I'm going to feel some type of way if you step up to me like you want to fight, but am I going to fight you? No, not unless you are trying to kill me, then yes, I'm going to fight you off. But the woman had no weapons in her hands. She just stepped up to him like, let's, let's fight, nigger. So... <laughs> I just beat up her racist ass dad and yeah that's that that'd be the case so I don't know um but yeah if there's anything else about this situation that I find fishy or feel like I should talk about in the upcoming weeks months or so then I then I'll discuss it but other than that I have nothing else to say so on to the next topic Alright, so this next topic, we're going to talk about white bitches, once again, co-opting 
black, just anything black, just white people co-opting blackness. But I, I, you know, with this whole uh, fake feminist movement, it's mainly white bitches co-opting just blackness in general. So what I mean by that is, let me give y'all an entire backstory of why I had to go in on this white trans feminist Sean Faye. So, you know, that was her little bio. I ain't going to say much about her because I don't know much else about this person. Uh, But she did make my radar last week when it was the Nelson Mandela. It was a concert uh, for Nelson Mandela celebrating his legacy. You don't know who Nelson Mandela is. I highly suggest you either go on Google or Ecosia, whatever your search favorite search engine is, and search up Nelson Mandela. The man is probably one of the greatest men to have ever lived on this planet. That's number one. Um, but it was a concert celebrating his legacy. Obviously, you don't get a concert celebrating your legacy if you're not a great person. Well, some people might throw one for uh, Hitler, but we know what those people, how those people feel if they throw in concerts for Hitler. So, Sean Fay, instead of focusing on the topic at hand, which was the celebration of an African, a black man, but an African, and his legacy, uh, his impact on the world really not just you know the african apartheid and shit like that but uh you know the world instead of focusing on that she wants to focus on an issue that really wasn't an issue an issue that i'm pretty sure if you were to ask uh the two parties that she talked about beyonce and uh What's the little white dude's name uh, with the tattoos that sings the songs? Uh, I think the shape of you, dude. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> so instead of focusing, you know, on the topic at hand, she wants to bring up shit that wasn't an issue, which was basically uh, gender roles and. uh yeah, just some some stupid male bashing shit that really wasn't the issue at hand. Because again, what these neo feminists do is anything black, especially if it means taking away the attention of black blackness, black men, especially, but just black in general. If it means taking away the attention of that to focus on an issue that they feel is more important than celebrating anybody black or paying attention to blackness, they will do so. What Sean Faye does is she compares the outfits that the white dude wore and he's wearing a t-shirt over a long sleeve shirt with some jeans and he's looking like what he looks like. Beyonce's wearing what she traditionally wears when she does live performances. She goes all glamorous. She goes all out. This, that, and the third. Right? And the white dude, uh, he he wears what he traditionally wears when he's performing. A t-shirt over a long sleeve shirt and some jeans. Or a button-up t-shirt. Or a button-up shirt. Plaid shirt with some jeans. And that's that. 
Now, if you know of these artists, and I'm forgetting the dude's name, but I know I know who he is. But if you know of these artists and you know their style, you know their style is really uh, relevant to who they are as not only individuals, but who they are as an artist. When you think of Beyonce... I'm just going to say the name Beyonce in my head right now. I'm a, I want y'all to do an Im, uh, uh, imagination practice right now. When I say Beyonce, close your eyes and think of what she's wearing. What she's wearing on a stage. Beyonce on a stage. It may be an image that you just saw yesterday. Shit, it may be an image that you're looking at right now. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, when I think of Beyonce... I'm closing my eyes right now. When I think of Beyonce on the stage, the outfit that I'm seeing is her either in a leotard with sparkles on it or that gold shiny, uh, I don't know what to call it, but she had her cheeks out and everything. She had the gold is my favorite color. She had the, she had the cheeks out and everything, but nah. She had like the gold light boots on. She wears gold on her, you know, the gold rings and the gold wristbands, uh, you know, sometimes the shiny gloves too. That is kind of reminiscent of Michael Jackson's shiny, shiny white glove. Um, but she'll have like this golden, shiny, glittery slash outfit. You know, I like shiny things. I like glittery things. I like gold. So that's what I think of. But the thing is, that's not the only outfit that I think of when I think of Beyonce on stage. Like I said, I think of a black leotard with some shiny, with some shine and glimmer to it. I think of her rocking, uh, you know, cowboy boots with short shorts and a bikini top. I think of her, you know, just being all out. Now, when I think of Homeboy, you know, Shape of You guy, it's exactly what I always see him in. A t-shirt over a long sleeve shirt, some jeans, some sneakers. A buttoned-up shirt, some jeans, some sneakers. If he wants to go fancy with it, he got the button-up shirt, a blazer, some black pants, some loafers. Hair is always done the way that it's done. You know, that's another discussion. White white guys can just walk around with the what what people call bedhead all day long and nobody says they're messy, they're dirty, this, that, and the third. Black men and black women walk around with locks and their natural hair and wear it dirty, wear this, wear that, and the third. But that's for another discussion for another time. But homeboy gets to walk around bedhead 24-7. 365 homeboy walks around with a t-shirt on he just slaps a t-shirt on throw on some jeans throw on a pair of sneakers go on stage and that's that now i'm not saying that it's as simple as that that's what his daily regimen is but i'm saying that that's what uh you know it looks like and now people are going to bring up well you know you just reinforcing what she says no 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 okay had you hit you had a hit had a hit y'all with that cat williams i'm not reinforcing anything i'm saying 
what these neo-feminists do is they take away the power of women. That's number one. They take away the power of women, making it seem as though every decision a woman makes is based off of a social norm man, men created or based off of some secret dress code men have created. I am willing to bet all the money that I have in my bank account, both savings and check-ins, that there was no dress code at this uh, concert. There was no gender-based dress code at this uh concert celebrating the life and legacy of Nelson Mandela. I'm willing to bet that all of the money, but I'm going to need you to put up and shut up or put up or shut up too. And then after you lose your money, I'm going to need you to shut up forever. Sean Faye and all the other dumbasses who believed Sean Faye. Now, of course, Sean Faye took that attention that she was getting because no one knew who the fuck Sean Faye was prior to that and people still don't know who the fuck Sean Faye is okay but um of course she took that attention and basked in it but my issue is the bigger issue it's not just her with this let me you know create a fake issue that isn't there it's the simple fact of the matter is she only did this, or I feel like the big issue here had nothing to do with supposed gender roles. Had everything to do with, you know, her co-opting black excellence. And that's my problem with white folks. Always trying to, you know, they did it with Black Lives Matter. Oh, all lives matter. They did it. They do it with black girl magic. How come you're not empowering all women instead of just black? Why you just empowering black women and not all women? This whole co-option of blackness, black excellence, black anything. I'm going to need black folks to wake up to it. And stop agreeing with Sean Fay or anybody else who clearly doesn't give a fuck about you who clearly believe that their cause and their fight is way more important than yours as a black person i'm also need the black trans people to check sean Faye because she's going to write it off as you're trans you're not black she's going to write it off as we need to focus more on trans issues. And I am not saying that Sean Faye as a trans activist should not focus on trans issues. But there's a reason why it is stupid to go to a breast cancer awareness uh, march or rally uh, walk. And then talk about what about testicular cancer? What about colon cancer? Yes, these are other issues that are important and that should be highlighted, but on their own time. And I am not saying that what Sean Fay said about this said event between Homeboy and Beyonce's outfits where it doesn't bring up a good discussion because I think it brings up a discussion that Sean Fay shouldn't be a part of, but uh, that people... Who are logical, who can think logically, should have these discussions on. I'm not saying her 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 entire 
stance was stupid or anything. I'm just saying there's a time and a place for everything. And at a and at a uh, I was about to say a Sean Fade legacy. Fuck out of here. What fuck's wrong with me? At a Nelson Mandela Mandela uh, legacy concert, that is definitely not the time for you to bring up. Well, look at the way he's dressed, and look at the way Beyonce's dressed fuck out of here, Ed Sheeran, that's the dude's name, Ed Sheeran, people, Ed Sheeran, I knew, I knew his name, it was like Ed something, I kept wanting to say Ed, but then, I forgot his last name, Ed Sheeran, that's what it is, yo, so, Ed Sheeran is the white guy, Beyonce is the black woman, obviously, I might make them a thumbnail for this, uh, episode anyways, but, um, that's who I'm talking about. It was Ed Sheeran and Beyonce and um, Sean Faye's bitch ass wanted to take away the attention from what this event was for. I bet you if you were to ask Beyonce, ask, ask Ed Sheeran, ask any of the other individuals, like I said, I'm willing to bet all the money that I have, both in my check-ins and savings, both and the money that I'm making off these episodes. I'm willing to bet all that money that None of them, none of them got some type of memo prior to this event going on saying the women have to dress all elegant and extravagant while the men, you just show up like you you, you woke up from a nap. You just, the first thing you you you, you see in your drawer, uh, you know, you you wear. The first shirt you see in your drawer, you wear. The first pair of jeans you, you pick out of your closet, you wear. The first pair of sneakers you see just lying around on the floor, you put that on. Willing to, I'm willing to bet all the money. But Sean Faye, I'm going to need all that fake, feminist, male-hating money you getting, trans money you getting. I'm going to need all that money into my account. Because you're going to lose this bet big time. And all the other idiots who was riding with this because you want to co-opt blackness. That's what it is. You just want to co-opt blackness. Like I said, y'all did it with Black Lives Matter with the whole All Lives Matter bullshit. You did it with Black uh, Black uh, Black Girl Magic with just the women empowerment movement. Now I am not saying that all women should not be empowered. No, but do not. Go up to a black woman or go up to these platforms celebrating black women and saying shit like all women. Don't do what, uh, you know, Gina Rodriguez did to that reporter when the reporter asked Yara or mentioned to Yara how much of an inspiration she is to young black women. Don't, well, to all women. Whenever black is the word or just somebody black is involved in anything, these races show their face. Sean Faye, you're on the radar of one of those individuals. So if you're listening to this or not, let it be known, ma. I see right through the bullshit. And I'm just letting everybody else know. To see, see right through the bullshit as well. Once again, I am not saying that there isn't a discussion to be had about the social norms, in quotation marks, 
that are created upon women and upon men, especially when uh, when it comes to appearance. But this ain't it, sis. This definitely was not it, sis. What it was was you watching a black celebrate a celebration of a black man, and you most likely probably hating us black men, or just not fucking with black people in general. And you're probably gonna master this. I'm not racist because I love Beyonce because. Within her tweet, she obviously said Ed Sheeran should be ashamed of what she was basically saying was Ed Sheeran should be ashamed of dressing the way he did while being next to Beyonce. Let me tell you, Beyonce has stood next to the uh, bummiest of bums of all time looking people. Okay, that's number one. Number two, Beyonce does not give a fuck about what you're wearing standing next to her. Beyonce cares about what she looks like. And Beyonce is going to make all of us, even you, Sean Faye, look like a bum who just woke up out of a nap and went through the trash and dug up a t-shirt, dug up some jeans, and dug up some sneakers you so- you found on the telephone pole. Come on, yo. That ain't fair to Ed Sheeran. I ain't a fan of brother, but come on, that ain't fair to him. Beyonce makes everybody look like a bum. So, come on, yo. Like, Sean, if you're so much of a fan and you're not one of these uh, racists who don't want to admit that you're racist because you hate Trump. And right now, it's bad to be a racist Trump supporter. But as always, this is what y'all are saying, not me. It's not a problem if you're a racist Democrat, but if you're a racist Republican, eh, that's the issue. Sean Fay, step up to the podium real quick. State your motherfucking case, bitch. Next topic. All right, so last topic. Um, I might as well talk about this old Kevin Hart situation. I do not. The only reason why I was reluctant to speak on it. Simply because. I don't think I'm going to say anything that I haven't said in the past before. About, especially about the LGBT community always feeling as though. They should be exempt from jokes. They should be exempt from anything and everything. But everybody else is, you know. It's free game. They can get joked on. They can get talked about. And they're not the only community who does this. There's other communities who do this as well. But the LGBT community is more prevalent when it comes to this. There are LGBT communities, I've said this in the past, who make LGBT jokes all the time. Um, Make jokes about gay people all the time. And these are jokes not harsher than Kevin Hart saying I hope my son doesn't turn out to be gay right these are jokes I've heard some crazy LGBT jokes by members of the community so if you're not going to get on them why get on non-members of the community also I've heard jokes uh, harsher jokes from non-members of you know the non-members of the LGBT community of people who said worse things than Kevin Hart saying, I hope my son doesn't turn out to be gay. 
okay? Now, do I personally think the joke is funny? If that is the joke, I didn't hear anything. I just read a headline that said that was the joke. So if you know more about it, yes, educate me on the shit. But respectfully, of course. But if that was it, if that's all he said, and then he apologized and then passed for it... Had to take a sip of water, man. I, I should really stop eating before I do segments. Maybe I don't know, but um, <clears throat> or watch what I eat. But if he really apologized for it, and it was a corny joke, which Kevin Hart has a lot of, um, <clears throat> going back to old tweets, if it was an old tweet or whatever, and. Trying to, you know, find out, oh, he said this, he said that, and try to ruin his life again. People, I don't know what else much much else I can say. Because this is not only an issue of, you know, um, it's not, it's, this is not an equality issue. This is a super, superiority type of issue. It's the toxic members of the LGBT community wanting to control everybody and what everybody has to say. It's not only that, though. It's an issue of cancel culture in general. Now, I did an episode dedicated to my thoughts on getting rid of cancel culture. Wherever you listen to this podcast, once again, I just advise you to go check out that episode. And, uh, yeah. You're going to hear my thoughts on it. I'm not going to detail my thoughts on this episode because I already did an episode for it. Don't want to make it longer, make this episode longer than it really needs to be. I am standing firm with Kevin Hart on this situation and him being firm in his belief. Now he's he's make he's trying to make himself out to be this well you Martin Luther King type of character. I know he was just using the quote and it's great to use quotes by great black men or just great black folks in general. Um definitely and especially if you're a black person. But do I think that this is career ending for Kevin Hart? Well, it depends on where the tide is going. See, one of the one one of the things I was looking forward to, and don't get me wrong, don't get me fucked up and say, well, he was looking forward to a Trump presidency. No, <laughs> it's not what I said. What I am saying is, prior to him winning the Oval Office, I was saying to myself, the only good thing, or one of the th- probably very few good things if not the only good thing that will come out of a Trump presidency is this end of the fake PC bullshit now do I think it's going to end it all no because even you, you you have snowflakes from the right just as much as you have snowflakes on the left as long as you have sensitive snowflakes hypocrites out there there's always going to be this fake you can't say this you can't say that it just depends on what they can't what they want what what freedoms they want to take away from everybody else but not want to take away themselves that's all it is 
it's just two different groups of white sensitive uh stupid folks you know just some of the dumbest white folks of all time getting together saying we want all the freedom in the world to say this and do this but you don't you can't have those freedoms or the only quote freedom you have is to do what we want you to do right the right side aka the you know the right side of the political spectrum I'm talking about not the morally right side but the right side of of the political spectrum they want the same thing they want to have all the freedom and rights in the world to say we can say this and do that while just taking away the rights and freedoms of everybody else me I'm obviously the person that's of the mindset of I want my freedoms and I want you to have your freedoms and I don't want to take away any of your freedoms. But if you try to take away my freedoms, I'm coming for your head. That's where I'm coming from. But I'm with Kevin Hart on this 100%. I'm glad that he's not backing down. But a part of me thinks that he will eventually back down. A part of me thinks Hollywood is going to try to apply more pressure just to see if they could break another black man. And I may be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I will personally apologize on air to Kevin Hart and say, I am sorry for not having as much faith in you as I should have had. But for months and for years, actually, I've always thought I've always liked Kevin Hart, but I always thought he was the guy that knew where lines were. And he intentionally not tried to cross said lines because he wanted to continue getting the opportunities that he's always getting. So it's hard for me to look at somebody who always crossed well went up to the line would stare the line in the face but never cross it you know uh it's it's hard for me to see that somebody as somebody who's going to say fuck you i'm crossing the line i'm doing what's in my heart now i could be wrong and i hope i'm wrong you know, there's people out there where they get upset at me when I have these thoughts and opinions. A lot of the times when I share my thoughts and opinions on shit, I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong because I don't want my thoughts of Kevin Hart being a guy who will do anything for fame or not do anything to make white folks feel comfortable, basically. Uh, I don't want that to be true. But I'm not going to front and sit up here and act like that's not what I think partially of Kevin Hart. Now, that video he shared, once again, surprised me. But it surprised me because it came from Kevin. If it came from a Cat Williams, I would not be surprised, but I'd still support it. Definitely. The message overall is something I support. So no matter who said it, I support it. It just so happens that it, you know, it happened to a lovable guy like Kevin Hart. Because don't take away, no matter how I feel about Kev, still think he's a great guy. I still think he's a good comedian. People say he's corny, this, that, and the third. And even I took a jab at, you know, some of his stupid jokes. 
But I don't think he's an uh, unfunny motherfucker. I think he's funny. It's just he's hit and miss funny. He's not everything that he does type funny. You know, he doesn't give me... You know, Dave Chappelle used to... uh, What Dave Chappelle, uh, you know, gave me the last two stand-up specials and over the years. Um, But that doesn't mean that he isn't funny. That doesn't mean that he should not go down as one of the greatest comedians of all time when it's all said and done. Um, You know, and obviously with this situation that he's going through right now, that I don't think it's going to... I don't know. Maybe it's going to, you know damage him for a few months, but I think he'll be back, he'll bounce back from it, uh, but I saw somebody make this point on Instagram, and that's basically where I'm going to end off this discussion and, and end off this episode with this point here, um, and just my thoughts on it, where Kevin Hart basically got on Cat Williams for constantly blaming the white man for his position or the lack of success or just you know what turned out for him in the music industry uh, well not music industry but in the uh, entertainment industry now those same that same white power is against Kevin Hart That's a powerful statement right there. A powerful statement, I just paraphrased because he, he he said white man. And I'm not going to, I don't remember too much about what the comment was because it was on someone else's post. And I don't got the time to be really scrolling through posts just to see someone's comment. I just ended up liking his comment because I thought it was a good comment. But um, it's true as fuck. Be careful, and this is uh, black folks especially, be careful of putting down one of your own to appease the white man. And you know what I mean by the white man. Because the white man will just as, it will trash you, step on you, spit on you, throw dirt on your name. Just as easily and effortlessly as they did the man that you was, the man or the woman, the black man or woman, you was just bashing. Now, in no way, shape, or form am I going to say Cat Williams has nothing to do, his actions has nothing to do with why he probably has been blackballed from Hollywood or blackballed from certain entities in Hollywood because Cat Williams is still in movies. Cat, he's just not in big name movies such as uh, a Jumanji or you know any other movie Kevin Hart is in, right? He's just not in those movies. That don't mean he's not in movies. I've seen a couple movies, recent movies. I'm not talking about the old Fridays and old shit. I'm talking about recent movies Cat was in. So let's not get it twisted. Let's also not get it twisted. I love Cat Williams too. Let's not also get it twisted. He also has a hand in uh, why Hollywood 
feels the way that they feel about him or certain people in Hollywood feel the way they feel about him. Or just people in general, in inside Hollywood or outside. But let's not ignore what Hollywood does, what the industry does, what they want to do, especially to black men, but what they want to do to black people. Control us. And if we are seen or deemed as uncontrollable, and this isn't just a Hollywood thing, this is a fucking life thing. If we are seen or deemed as uncontrollable, then they'll make it seem as though we're the problem. They throw dirt on our names. Martin Luther King got that treatment. Malcolm Metz. Fred Hampton. R.I.P. All the other Panthers out there. All the other black act. Louis, Louis Farrakhan is getting that treatment still right now. Shit, Nelson Mandela, since I brought up that brother's name earlier, he got that treatment. They want to celebrate you when you're dead. But a few of these names, a lot of these names, when when they were alive, were hated by white folks. Because they couldn't be controlled by white folks. And obviously for the movements that they started, that was pro-black movements, you know, you know, or at least movements that made black people, that humanized black folks, basically. But all in all, I'm in support of Kevin Hart. No, I am not in support of people saying things like, I hope my kid isn't, you know, gay, or I hope my daughter isn't a lesbian. I hope my kid isn't trans or whatever. I personally do not care if I were to have kids. I wouldn't care any less what my son, daughter identifies as, want to identify as, or their sexual preference. I just want them to be happy. That's, that's what it is. But I am not going to teach my kid anything about cancel culture. That's if I have kids. I'm, you know... Still at a no, but you never know. But I'm definitely not going to teach them the ways of cancel culture. And if I end up, and I'm making sure that the baby's mom is not, you know, or my wife, because it's not going to be some situation where uh, I'm I'm just speaking for me. You rock how you rock. If I'm going to advocate, it's going to be with a woman I'm marrying. All right. So I'm going to make sure the mother of my child, my wife, isn't a social, isn't a uh, cancel culture hope, you know, she ain't going to be that because the first sign of someone showing symptoms of being a cancel culture hope, I'm out. Peace out. That's what I did a bunch of, uh, a long time ago. All right. I'll probably share that story for another time for another day, but this has been another episode of let's talk about a podcast with your host, Ernest. So you love Ernest same guy, different name. Please hit that donation button up if you want to donate to a brother, okay? But as always, uh, timestamps in the... And yes, I'm saying as always because we're going to start it up and it's always going to happen. So as always, timestamps in the, in the description box below. Check that out. If I leave links down there, go check out those links as well. Hit that share. That's something that is free 
for you to do. It's easy. All you got to do is hit the share. I appreciate the shares just as much as I would appreciate a donation. Um, I also appreciate it if you listen to this episode full and through. But like I said, timestamps are in the description box below. So check out any of the uh, topics you want to listen to if you favor those topics more than you favor any other topic. I just appreciate your listening. Stay black if you're black. Stay beautiful. Black Lives Matter. And I'm out. Peace. So, well, well, fucking well. So, upon listening to my edits of this episode, which will still be up. There was not very much to edit. Uh, what happened after the Kevin Hart events, or still involving the Kevin Hart events, Nick Cannon basically dug up old tweets of old white women comedians. Well, not old white women, but, you know, old tweets from... Uh, I believe it was uh, Sarah Silverman. Um, uh, why am I forgetting this other lady's name? I actually like her. She's the uh, comedian who has a show or had a talk show on uh, on Netflix. And I think Amy Schumer. And these are old, like, homophobic type tweets. Uh, just them using the, the F word, the F-A-G word, right? And them. People uh, combated Nick Cannon. Now, well, before I get into that, Nick Cannon did that because he basically wanted to spread this point of how come, you know, it's okay to dig up these old tweets from these black men or these black comedians in general, just black men in Hollywood. But these white women have these problematic tweets as well. And no one's saying a damn thing. People obviously responded to Nick Cannon with your corny as everything that he does. Uh, you're corny for doing that. But then the same people probably 30 minutes later dug up some more old tweets by uh, Kevin Hart. Him um, making fun of dark skinned women and saying that their credit is bad and shit like that. Right. Um, the digging up of old tweets. I'm just going to share my thoughts on that and just share my thoughts, my final thoughts on just digging up tweets and, you know, Nick Cannon. I, I, I'm going to go with Nick Cannon for a minute and, 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 you know, say what he should have done. But let's talk about the digging up of old tweets and that will be the final say of this episode. Uh, well, this part is the final say of this episode. The digging up of old tweets is just corny. Whether you're doing it because you want to prove a point of racism or you simply just want to do it because you hate black men. That's pretty much the other point. Um, but the, the, the thing that I find it worse is just the hypocrisy. Now, once again, people, I am not the reason why I'm siding with Kev because I feel like I got to reiterate that. Is not because I agree with this joke of him saying, I hope my youngest son isn't gay or I hope my son isn't doesn't turn out to be gay. I've already stated that, and you can hear that in a prior recording, that if I had a son, I would not care if he is gay. I don't wouldn't care if he decided that he wanted to live the life of a woman. 
and vice versa. And the same goes for if I had a daughter. I wouldn't care if she came out and was lesbian or wanted to live the life of a man. As long as they're happy and they love me and obviously I'm going to love them and, and take care of them for as long as I'm on this earth. Right. That's all I care about. Um, so once again, I uh, I don't find the joke Kevin said to be funny. I don't even find the joke he said about dark skinned women's credit being bad to be funny because he has beautiful dark skinned daughters. His mother, who looks just like him, by the way. But uh, um, yeah, it's like, well, if dark skinned women's credit is bad and. What does that say about your credit? Um, I, these jokes were just part of the corny jokes that I was telling y'all about. That cor- uh, Some of the worst jokes, Kevin. Now, Kevin has said a lot of bad jokes, but these are just some of the bad, worst jokes I've ever seen Kevin Hart say. And then he will laugh at uh, he He will have LOL in him like they're actually funny. So I don't agree with the jokes is what I'm saying. What I'm basically siding with Kevin with is... He apologized for, I don't know about the dark-skinned women jokes, but I'm not really surprised. That's for another discussion, for another time, to be honest with y'all, about my thoughts on Kevin Hart and his feelings of just dark skin in general, or colorism. We'll discuss that some other time. But he apologized back in 2015 and in 2011, I believe. And I think he tweeted that tweet, the homophobic one, um, the one about not wanting his son to be gay, right? I think he tweeted that in 2009. Two years later after that, he apologized for it in 2011. Then I think in 2015, it was brought up once again, and he apologized for that once again. Now they're trying to make him apologize to re-apologize, man. And it all falls down to, and I still see people talking about it on the, on the timeline this morning. Um, there's still, it all falls down into this white supremacy. It all fall, falls back to white supremacy. That's another episode. That's another long ass episode actually for another time too. How all this shit just falls down to the, the controlling of blacks especially black men, um, it, the controlling and the manipula- manipulation of blacks, right? It all falls down to that. Uh, but white supremacy. It's just we want to control this black man and make him do what we want him to do, make him tap dance, make him do this, that, and the third. Now, like I was saying earlier, Kevin hasn't made it easy for himself because he played the company man for so many years. He played the man. Whenever racism or race would be brought into situations, he would deflect and then make it into a, well, that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. That's not a race problem. These motherfuckers aren't racist. No, they just don't like you. And I am not saying that can never be the case. I'm not saying that Hollywood execs, once again, I bring up Cat Williams's name because I brought up Cat Williams's name in the uh, last uh the previous uh, clip. So. It, it could be very well that these execs and these people do not like Cat Williams. Or. It could simply mean. They don't like Cat Williams 
because he's a black man they cannot control. They don't like Monique because she's a black woman they cannot control. You can never discount that side of the uh, spectrum, especially when that side has been proven historically to be true. To where they prop up the Negroes that they know they can control. And they do whatever they can in their power to make sure that the Negroes they cannot control do not get a voice, do not be seen, and and let, if they are being talked about, it's be it's dirt being thrown on their name. Now, once again, I'm not saying that those Negroes don't do or say things that will land themselves in the hot seat. I talked about the whole Monique and Netflix shit. Think that was on her. Cat Williams definitely has done and said some shit that I. Would have been like, at least, yo, bro, slow down. You're, 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 you're wilding right now. So I understand that, but I also understand those two names and many other black folks' names in the entertainment uh, industry. Their blackballing had zero, or not zero, but it wasn't one hundred percent their fault. It wasn't one hundred percent because Cat Williams slapped this motherfucking white cracker's face off. I'm not alleged, you know, not allegedly, but, you know, hypothetically. It wasn't because Monique hypothetically told this white man he could go fuck himself, right? It wasn't always something that these black actors and actresses, comedians did. It was because they're uncontrollable. That's that point. Now on to the aspect of this digging up and trashing of black men that I see shamely black women and black men take part of this and they ignore or excuse the Chelsea Handler. That's her name. That's the one that I love, uh, who has the Netflix talk show and stuff. Uh, I love Chelsea, but she has some pretty, and she, and I've heard her say some pretty wild shit in her standups. Uh, you know, I like, well, I like Sarah Silverman's last stand-up. I'm not going to act like I, I'm a big fan of Sarah Silverman. Um, out of all the white women comedians, I would have to say Chelsea is my favorite. Um, well, it's her, Alana Glazer, and uh, Abby, uh, I forget her last name. The, the two girls from Broad City, I love that show, by the way, but... We're not going to get into the white fit, my, my favorite white female comedians list. We, that's probably for another episode for another time. But Chelsea have said some wild shit because she continues to say wild shit. But that's why I love Chelsea's because she's unafraid for the most part to say wild shit. Um, but like um, th- there's people that make excuses or say to them, well, they've changed and they apologize for it. So how come you're not making them re-apologize? Kevin Hart's already apologized. It, it all falls back, people, to what I was saying in the cancel culture episode that I have. That you can go back to wherever you listen to this podcast and go back to the station and find that episode. It's called Canceling Cancel Culture. 
It all goes back to that. I won't give away too much about what I said in that, but what I basically said in that episode was it goes back to bitter motherfuckers, especially in the black community, right? Who see black people thriving and they get jealous and they, it's the whole crab in a bucket mentality, but it's worse because it's, it, it, it's, it's not, let me, it's not, yeah, part of the mentality is, okay, we're going to drag you down with us, down here with us, because we don't want to see you elevate. It's, you know, no, no, no. Whenever I see a chance, uh, uh whenever I see a black person, uh, who is at a certain statue that I wish I was at, instead of looking at them as motivation, as inspiration, as a goal to meet, I look at them and say, how can I take him or her down? Now that is crabs in a bucket, but that is fucking, that's, that's, that's just, that's more like crabs and alligators and, and fucking sharks in a bucket. All waiting to drag you down so they can just eat you alive. Piece by piece. And that's sad. But it's not surprising. It's sad, but not surprising. The hypocrisy is funny, but it's sad at the same time. But hey, Zora Neale Hurston said it best. And that's why I love this woman. For a lot more than this quote, but I love Zora Neale Hurston. She said it best, though. All skin folk isn't kin folk. Okay? I may have paraphrased her phrase, but what she basically means is not everybody who has the same skin color as you should be seen as family or is family or should be held to the same standards, the same regard as you do your family. And as pro-black as I am, I'm anti-nigga shit. Meaning I'm anti-fuckery. Meaning if you've shown signs of me, black or not, if you've shown signs that to be against black men or against black women, I don't give a fuck if you're black or not, I'm against you. It's pretty much like that. I see a bunch of, of gay folks, a bunch of, you know, women, a bunch of everybody go after Kevin Hart and have nothing to say about Chelsea Handler. Uh, Chelsea, uh, yeah, Handler. Not lately, but Handler, right? Or it could be lately. One of the Chelsea's. That I'm a fan of, but I don't remember her last name. But just remember her first name, Chelsea. Chelsea, Amy, Sarah, any of the other ones. Those are just the three big names that I know of. So, <clears throat> have that sa- keep that same energy. That's something I expect everybody to do. And everything that they do. If you say that your moral system, whatever your moral system is telling you and your moral system is saying, I cannot vibe with somebody who makes jokes, homophobic jokes, 
even if it was a one-time thing and they apologize for it. Then, the, cool, that's that's your feelings. That's not your branded comedy. That's your decision. But your decision should not just be based off of, well, if it's a black man who does it, it's unforgivable. But if a white woman or just a woman in general does it, it's forgivable. If a gay person does it, it's forgivable. If a trans person does it, it's forgivable. If anybody who isn't a black man does it, it's forgivable. Because it's not moral based at that point. It's just your hate for black men. That has nothing to do with morals. That has everything to do with your tainted heart. What's going on in your, your, that's what's going on in your body, your system, your mind, your fucked up mind. Because let it, let it be clear. You hating black men or you hating black women or you hating black people in general has zero to do with us. Has everything to do with you. You hating anybody, Muslims, gay people, trans, women, men. Has everything to do with you. Yeah, you can make excuses of, well, black men have treated me this way, but it wasn't all. Like, I can't say all white people have treated me a certain way. Have I been stopped by fuck ass white cops? Yes, for no reason. Have I been harassed by fuck ass white cops? Have I been... <coughs> um, Mistreated by white folks in general, non-white folks especially too. Yes, but you dear have not you you've not heard me say all white folks are this way. And if I do say all, know that I am not talking about all. Well, you should stop saying all day. Well, you should shut the fuck up and listen. Listen to what I have to say instead of looking for pinpoints to argue because you know you cannot argue the point that I am making. You can't argue against the point that I'm making because you know there is some truth to it. If not some truth, there's 100% truth to it. And instead of being an adult and owning up to it and saying, yeah, it's true. I have these ill feelings toward black men, black women, Muslims, gay people. Instead of doing that, you want to pinpoint something else that I didn't argue. Or you want to pinpoint something else that was said so you can argue against that because you can't argue against the, the main point. <clears throat> or like I said, you try to straw man theory me. Shit doesn't work. You're not going to do that. This segment's going on all too long. I'm going to plaster this to the episode. This is the episode. This is the final. Well, not final episode, but the yeah, final segment. So... Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk About It podcast. Once again, with your host, Ernest. So you love Ernest. Same guy, different name. Timestamps will be in the description box below. I promise you that. Until next time, until next episode, you hear from me when you hear from me. Stay black, black people. Stay united, black people. Do not fall for the tricks, black people. <clears throat> and to the skin folks. Who are falling for the tricks. As long as you're alive. You still have time to wake up.
But I'm going to choose to wake you up in a way that you don't want to be woken up. Meaning it's not going to be a like, hey, 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 I'm not going to rub your back and hey, wake up. I'm not doing that. I'm going to flip the bed. I'll flip whatever uh, you're sleeping on. I'm going to flip it over with you on top of it. Wake you up that way. And if you don't want to wake up, if you don't want to <clears throat> be united with black folks, then by all means, join the other side. But when they when they chew you up and spit you out, like they're kind of doing Kevin right now, don't be faux black. Don't act like you was always for the black folks. Unless you repent on some shit. But that's all I got to say. Stay beautiful, everybody. Black Lives Matter, and I'm out. Peace.